0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And we love interviewing unique guests such as Julian. So Julian's actually my buddy from Vancouver, BC, Canada. We know each other from several different networking events. And now he's actually done something radical. He's bought a van and he's been living, working, and uh, traveling with it uh, across British Columbia, Alberta, uh, even into the US. Uh, he's also passionate about uh, rock climbing. And uh, he's going to share about that passion about uh, some top spots to rock climb in uh, in Canada and U.S. Uh, so we're going to find out a little bit about how is life in a van. Uh, he doesn't uh, live full-time in a van, uh, so he'll share that as well. Um, so Julian, why don't you share firstly uh, with our viewers and listeners a little bit about your background and uh, yourself and some of your passions.
1: Yeah, for sure. Hi, everyone. I uh, So I was, uh, I was born in Toronto, so I'm born and raised in Canada, and I moved to beautiful Uh, BC in 96 and um, yeah I I grew up here loved the outdoors but never really got exposed to it too much I didn't really go on hikes or anything I didn't take advantage of what we have here and um, in recent years uh, after university I I studied kinesiology at SFU and I found a passion with actually well I've had photography as a passion for a very long time but through university it started to get traction and I started to make some money out of it And I really loved not working for anybody else. I liked being my own boss. I liked the schedule. I liked picking who I would get to work with and saying no to certain jobs. And of course, when I first started out, I said yes to everything, because you kind of have to. But that was the way that it started to structure, and I would do less uh, workload at school, at university, um, to build up that network. And that's how I met you, Ricky. And so. That was kind of the fuel for how I am where I am today is, is the lifestyle and the, uh, the freedom that photography and mainly actually video nowadays that I do um, has, has allowed me to find different passions. And so in about a, in about a year ago I, uh, I got into rock climbing, just a, a friend brought me to a climbing gym and I, I really loved it. Like the, the movement, the, the kinesiology aspect kind of tied in and I, I liked being active. And so I, I got a membership, and I started climbing a lot, about four or five times a week, three hours each time. And I still pretty much keep that up. And uh, again, that comes with the lifestyle of being a photographer. I'm able to make the time for it. Um, I get to go when the gym's really quiet, and it's, it's really peaceful for me. Um, but when I first got into rock climbing, I also, you know, I actually listened to a podcast. And it was uh, with Tim. It was the Tim Ferriss Show, and the, uh, the guest was Alex Honnold. And so he's famous for climbing up huge 3,000 foot walls without a rope and having, you know, seamlessly no fear. And uh, he actually has been living in a van for probably 12 years, not because he has to, but because it allows him to climb every day, go where the weather's good. And that's all he really needs. He doesn't need much. Like, even if he's at home, he's sleeping on the floor in a sleeping bag. And so that really inspired me to go see the world, have no rent, really. Um, and I didn't have a vehicle at the time, so it was kind of two birds with one stone. So I started to look on Craigslist and started to like scope out, you know, what I could afford if it was feasible. But before all of that, I uh, I got in my mom's SUV and I drove down to Yosemite by myself, just on a whim. Just I had to go try it out before I bought a van and to see if I liked road tripping, right? And so I I slept in the trunk, like a fetal position. I couldn't even stretch out fully. And I ate, you know, granola bars, just trying to make it as difficult as possible to test if I really loved it. All right. And I came back, and I did. And so I started finding a van, and, you know, my, my dream van showed up. It was a 1999 Ford E-150 with a pop top, and it was right in my budget. It had low mileage. And so I, you know, it was actually on the Sunshine Coast, which is a ferry ride away from, from where I live. So I went over there, brought it in cash, and I just brought it home. And uh, that was about... It was in November, so not even that long ago. So it's uh, it's been my adventure mobile, and it's been my bachelor pad in a way. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely changed the way that I see myself, and the way that I think people see me a little differently as well.
0: Love it, love it. So the travel mobile, the adventure mobile, uh, what kind of um, reno or a fixer-upper or, uh, you know, uh, modifications uh, have you had to make uh, or pretty much have you done nothing? What have you done for the van itself? Well, I lucked out in a
1: way. I, uh, I had a certain amount of money budgeted for getting a van. And so I was thinking of getting, you know, the best mechanically sound van I could with that amount of money with lowest amount of mileage. And you know spending as little as possible building it out because that's the cheapest way to get a good base van um, but this one showed up it was you know the same price lower mileage and already custom made by a professional company in the States and it was just like yeah it, it looks brand new for the for the age I brought it to my mechanic and the uh, mechanic was like this is a 1999 like there's nothing wrong with it so I, I pretty much lucked out. all I've really done is uh, I got the windows tinted a bit more I uh, redid the flooring, which was like $60, um, put in some LED lights, and the next steps is uh, I want to, oh, I did a car alarm. That's that's a big key issue because I actually got my car stolen. Yeah, uh, it got stolen, but luckily, you know, I got it back eight hours later. The thief only wanted to steal the stuff inside, and he didn't damage my van, which I was really thankful for. Uh, but yeah, car alarm was the biggest purchase, and I want to get solar panels so that I can be off the grid and charge my cameras, charge my laptop, and be totally
0: in a way amazing amazing so uh, tell us about uh, some of the blessings of uh, uh, camper life and uh, van life and also some of the challenges I mean it's probably difficult uh, things like going to the washroom I assume and cooking and uh, space Uh, tell me tell us a little bit about both the blessings and the challenges Julian
1: sure the blessings for one is the freedom that you can just up and go at any time like if I I have really uh, other than this today I could drive up to Squamish and go for a climb, you know, just, I would have to grab my climbing shoes and I could go. Um, I, I also, I love the fact that if I have a shoot, for example, when I, when I do work, if I shoot it in the morning and I shoot it in the evening, I can go back to the van and take a nap, I can make lunch, I have all my stuff there. Uh, and, you know, if you have baby wipes, you can kind of take a shower. Uh, and as a, as a guy, it's not so hard to go to the washroom if you just use your imagination. Uh, and, I mean, there's Starbucks or like, you know, any assortment of public washrooms you can go use. And if you have gym pass, you have shower, anywhere. Um, uh, the challenge is really, I would say, um, a lot of people that live full-time in a van will find loneliness out of it. Uh, because it's, it is a very contained amount of space, uh, especially where we live. It gets really rainy and dark and it can be pretty gloomy sometimes. Um, so there's actually quite a big community of van lifers or like van dwellers, whatever city you go to. And so people kind of make friends and, you know, you hang out as if you had a roommate and then at at the end of the night you go back to your van and go sleep. That's really about it. Um, For me the biggest challenge is um, gas money really, It's it's not a very fuel efficient car, but I mean, if you think about it as a an apartment on wheels, it's not bad.
0: So yeah, that's a good way of looking at it because uh, obviously you would have to pay for an apartment if you weren't in a van. So um, you have the benefit of having your home on wheels. Uh, and being flexible, like you said, having the freedom, etc. Uh, how do you deal with the stigma? I think there is a stigma, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but about van life, it's, uh, are they poor, are they homeless? Uh, I know you and I know you're definitely not poor and you're definitely not homeless. Tell us about the stigma, is there one and how do you deal with it?
1: Um, there is a stigma, but I mean it's, the thing is that there are so many van dwellers under people's noses that you don't know about and those are the people that are doing it right. They, you know, they'll park in they'll park in residential areas if they have to, and they're gone in the morning. Um, so if you keep an eye out for them, they're hard to spot. Um, it's the ones that squat and the ones that stay in the same place or make a lot of noise or hang up their clothes outside their van, those are the ones that draw attention, and it's negative attention. And those are the ones that create that negative stigma. Um, so I would say, there is, you know, negativity to it, but the one the people that are doing it correctly, you don't know that they're doing it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So, what would you say to someone who's maybe thinking of getting into van life? Uh, they have no idea where to start, but they're very inspired by the whole freedom and flexibility aspect of it. So, where do you, uh, Where did you start, and where would you advise others to start?
1: Yeah, I definitely started on YouTube. There are so many YouTube channels of van dwellers, van life, it's it's definitely a trend and I would say that's probably the next stigma that's being attached to it is that people are getting into it because it's the next cool thing, it's hip, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, definitely it's worth testing out before you jump right into it because you could buy a van for a really good price and not realize that maintaining it costs a heck of a lot more um it gives you that freedom but a lot of people end up not liking that freedom it's not something you actually enjoy doing and it's such a cramped space some people can't even deal with not showering for a day like i've gone nine days without showering and it was it was not great but um i don't mind well i would do it again for the adventures and um so you really have to look inside and see if that's really what you want to do by looking At all the uh, advice that's online, Um, there are books out there as well. Um, Exploring Alternatives gives you a how-to guide. Um, I'm not sponsored by them; they're just good friends of mine. Um, But yeah, uh, there's a lot of good advice out there. And honestly, there's um, there's also meetups um, around the world that you could go to. On Reddit, there's a Van Dwellers subreddit, and I'm sure you could probably ask questions there or meet up with somebody who actually does this full time and just ask them like, where do you shower? Where do you you know, how do you make money or what kind of troubles do you get into? And, like, you'll get, you know, answers that are pretty generic. Like, oh, yeah, sometimes a cop will knock on your window or it's, you know, thieves or whatever. But there's, yeah, like, everything's really been answered.
0: Yeah, you just have to look in the right places. And, I mean, those are some great resources. So YouTube, Reddit, uh, Facebook's uh, meetups, etc. So Julian, uh, where have you traveled to? I mean, you're from Vancouver, BC, Canada, same as me. Uh, but uh, where have you been traveling to so far? And where is your next destination?s
1: um, so recently uh, just not with the van I went to Japan uh, and that was kind of you know just to do some random stuff I just wanted to go to Japan uh, I got to do some rock climbing there which was just really cool to see the eastern way of thinking it's it's they even even grade harder with the, with the climbing um, but with the van I've been doing a bit of road tripping obviously so I went uh, the maiden voyage was down to Utah we went to uh, Zion and Bryce Canyon and uh, you know through Seattle through Portland Um, and on the way back we kind of went west and I got to go to the Vegas strip because I've never been so my friend just drove and I got to like look around and experience that and it was great just in passing because I didn't really want to stay but on the way up I went to like my favorite place in the world is uh, Yosemite it's kind of the rock climbing like Mecca. Uh, you've got these 2,000 foot, 3,000 foot walls and just sheer granite and uh, just yeah you can go to a place called Camp 4, that's a walk-in campsite there and everybody's just talking about climbing, everyone's like hey are you climbing tomorrow like I need a partner and everyone, the community is like really strong there and there's tons to do. Um, and just just last week I got back from Jasper and Banff and uh, the same kind of story, I was at a campsite, I, I was with a friend who, she likes hiking, but uh, she doesn't know how to climb, so I was like, okay, we'll just go on a, cl- a hiking trip. But uh, I, I came back from doing the dishes at the campsite, and there's this guy with uh, all his climbing gear out. So I was like, hey buddy, like you doing some climbing here? And uh, he was like, yeah, I'm going tomorrow, if you're free, like come along. And so me and my friend, we kind of changed our plans for our trip, and she, you know, I got to go climbing with him. And, uh, yeah, Jasper, I didn't re- even realize how, how many great spots there are. And you get these 17-meter, like, you know, huge rocks with, like, basically overhung. And you have these roof sections where you just have to just huck your whole body over. Um, and, yeah, there's, I, I feel like, for me personally, Canada is turning 150 this year. So there's just so much to explore. And all the national parks are free. So that's probably going to be my focus for this year.
0: Awesome. And uh, what are your bucket list items? I mean, uh, a lot of us have bucket list items, and yours are probably a little bit more rock climbing centric. Uh, So what are some of yours must-see items, uh, not only this year or the next, but uh, in your lifetime?
1: Oh, wow. Um, This is way out there, and it's pretty obvious what my answer will be, but I would love to do Everest. Um, Definitely not in the near future, because A, the cost is just absurd. Uh, and I feel like it's probably something more suited for me when I'm at an older age where my body's kind of just Yeah, I, I can do other things now that I can not do later. So I'm going to focus on those um, I do want to go to Nepal and in those areas although I haven't honestly researched them too much um, This October I'm going to Iceland, which I've been pretty excited about um, But yeah, I mean New Zealand, Australia um a lot of Southeast Asia, I've only ever been to, of of Southeast Asia, I've only ever been to Singapore, but, you know, I want to go to Burma and Laos, Um, but for me, the kind of struggle has been, after I did Japan last year, I went for about a month, and Japan was always my number one for a very, very long time, for about probably 12 years, I just wanted to go to Japan, and now that I've gone, I never thought about what number two was, and so I've got this list of other places I want to go to but it's like nothing's kind of top priority now that Japan's done and so uh, the reason I'm going to Iceland is because I've, I've wanted to go to Iceland but uh, a cheaper plane ticket has come out and I had a couple friends that are going so I was like okay oh, it's perfect time to tag along um, and to that note I usually typically like to travel alone and so this time traveling to Iceland going with two other people that I'm relatively familiar with uh, it's kind of a, a test um, but there's also choices where, where I want to go, is it safe to go alone? And so sometimes I have to step back and it's a lot of risk assessment and just haven't really decided what's top priority next.
0: Yeah, you know, I know, I can relate to that. Uh, you know when you're super focused on one destination, you're like, I'm gonna do that no matter what. So currently my number one is Machu Picchu, and we okay. will be going to Machu Picchu in September. Uh, uh, right now we're actually in Trinidad and Tobago, heading to Colombia then Ecuador and then Machu Picchu and I'll be like, okay, done it. And I think my number two is Antarctica just because I've done every continent except Antarctica and it's so out of the box, but again, it's expensive. So it's kind of like, okay, uh, do you go with the expensive one just because you want to do it or do you save it to later? So I can relate on the whole thing about uh, Everest. I did Everest Base Camp, by the way, and it's uh, amazing in Nepal and all. It's so beautiful. And Iceland, I can definitely recommend our Patty Ho, who's been one of our previous guests. She's actually from Vancouver, BC, Canada as well. And I interviewed her. While she was traveling around Iceland, and uh, she rented a car, she did the whole circle of Iceland. And uh, one uh, thing she kept mentioning uh, how expensive it was. So she she gave some great tips on the interview about how to save money, how to budget, how to uh, see all the sites. So um, you know, if Indians uh, watch you listening, uh, make sure you watch or listen to that episode, Patty Ho sightseeing in Iceland. And also, uh, I'll, I'll send that to you, Julian. Uh, so, Julian, uh, if people wanted to ask you questions about rock climbing, about van life, about your career as a photographer, videographer, um, what websites can you go to? How, they can, how can they connect you on social media, et cetera?
1: Yeah, my website is my full name, julianfalk.com, um, and I'm at Julian Falk on pretty much everything. Um, that's Instagram, on Facebook, um, and Twitter, but I don't really use it. And uh, my van life page, I have a specific Instagram page. It's VanLifeVancouver. Uh, and feel free to go check it out.
0: Alrighty, So make sure you check out Julian uh, for many reasons. Uh, one, for his photography, videography. Second, if you're interested in rock climbing, uh, he shared a little bit about his uh, rock climbing experience. Uh, and also, especially about van life, if you have any questions, uh, you know, ask someone who's done it. Uh, maybe not done it for uh, you know 10 years, 20 years, because they've already got a customer life. Whereas Julian, he's brand new. He's only been doing it for a few months. So he's probably a really good uh, resource for asking the questions and as you can tell he's very willing uh, ready and able to help out and to help you get onto the road even if it's a full-time uh, camper van life or part-time like what he's doing currently so thanks julian once again and happy travels and uh we'll catch up with you soon either in vancouver or on the road
1: thanks ricky happy travels for you too uh,
0: thanks everyone for tuning to this episode of digital nomad mastery the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world